0: Prayer, where to start and how to keep going. Question 7 How did Jesus teach us to pray? We do not complain of what God does not give us, rather, we thank God for what He does give us daily. Dietrich Bonhoeffer When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray he gave them a simple formula he said when you pray this is what you say he then told them that prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer This is interesting. Jesus didn't exhort them to spend hours in meditation, nor did he expect them to always be able to express prayer in their own words. Of course, he longed that they would grow in the same intimate relationship with God that we see in his own life and ministry, but his first priority was to give them a prayer that would be the foundation and the heart of all prayer. So... The Lord's Prayer teaches us all we need to know about prayer. Here is a short and simple way of beginning to understand this. Our Father in Heaven To say our Father means to recognise that the heart of prayer is relationship with God. God is like a loving parent. When we pray, We come into relationship with the one who loves us unconditionally. Even if other human relationships, even our own parents, have let us down, God will not. Also, God is not my father, but our father. The Lord's Prayer doesn't just bring us into relationship with God, it brings us into relationship with each other. By saying this prayer, we acknowledge our solidarity with all those who are our sisters and brothers. Hallowed be your name. To say, hallowed be your name, means that we give God thanks and praise, acknowledging our dependence on God. We recognise that God is the source of everything and that nothing exists, not even the next breath we are about to take, without God. We adore God, not because God needs adoration, but because God has showed us his love in Jesus Christ and brought us into this living relationship. Your kingdom come, your will be done. To say your kingdom come, your will be done, means that we surrender our will to God's will. We seek God's purposes for God's world. Some people imagine that somehow praying might change God's mind on something. It's as if they're thinking, if we could just get enough signatures on the prayer petition, maybe God would change his mind. But the purpose of prayer is not that we might change God's mind, but that God might change ours. On earth, as in heaven, we seek God's kingdom. That is... God's reign of justice and peace on earth as in heaven. We seek to align our will with the will of God. Even Jesus had to learn this in his earthly life and ministry. We see this when he battled with the devil in the wilderness. We see it most poignantly in the garden of Gethsemane when he prayed that, if it were possible, God might take the cup away from him. But after much struggle and anguish, Jesus arrives at a point where he can completely accept and receive God's will for his life. Give us today our daily bread. To pray, give us today our daily bread, means asking God to show us what enough looks like. We ask God to give us today what we need for today and to save us from craving more than our share. This goes against the grain of the way we usually live our lives. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. If we come to God with penitent hearts, being honest about our failings and our need of God's grace, God is always ready to forgive When we say, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, we are acknowledging our need of God, and we are asking God not just to be merciful to us, but to enable us to be merciful to others. We have all had the experience of going to bed and thinking, Why did I say that? or Why did I do the other? When this happens, we are recognizing our sinfulness even if we don't actually use the word. We are acknowledging that we fall short of our own standards. However, even reflecting very briefly on the life and teaching of Jesus shows us that we also fall short of God's standards. This is the reality of sin. We are not the people we are meant to be. We are not even the people we want to be. We are certainly not the people God intended us to be. But God, who is loving and merciful, the lover who comes into our presence to tell us we are loved, is always ready to forgive. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are acknowledging both our human frailty and our human destiny. One day we will all die. At that point, the time of trial, we are asking God to deliver us from the snares of evil, from the terrible temptation to still put self first, and to bring us, through Jesus, into everlasting life. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever and ever. So the Lord's Prayer ends with this final affirmation of God's sovereignty over all things and for all time. Amen. This word, the word that ends all prayers, means I agree, or so be it. It is a way of giving our affirmation and seal of approval and commitment to the words we say. This is especially important for the Lord's Prayer. It is a radically beautiful and life-changing prayer. We should say it as if we mean it. We should expect it to change us. So don't say Amen at the end, unless you are ready for such a revolution. What does it mean that God rules over everything? How might this affect your life? When might you pray the Lord's Prayer tomorrow? worship, rights on the way. Lord of heaven and earth, as Jesus taught his disciples to be persistent in prayer, give us patience and courage never to lose hope, but always to bring our prayers before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.